0: Yeah. Because the governor lives in the town and he comes in. I understand you're not <laughs> keeping up with the rules and regulations. This is for your safety. <laughs> you don't want to kill your grandmother, do you? Yeah. yeah, I know. I see we are at 27%. There will be arrest made.
1: Abs <laughs> in a six pack! This episode a Six Pack Episode seventy seven, joined by the man with the talking hat, Cretchit. How you doing, buddy?
2: Should I be wearing the hat for this? I'm not. I mean I could go get it, but there's no video, so what's the point?
1: Well, I I think it's important. It's theater of the mind.
2: It's uh, uh it's an audio it's an audio sign hat. Yes. You can spell things in audio.
1: Which reminds me, I uh, see you're not wearing your mask today, and uh, that is kind of concerning to me.
2: Uh, I actually believe it or not, I did have to wear my mask yesterday for almost two and a half hours. It was uh, that's, I was that's talking a record, about
1: today, and now you're talking about no. yesterday. I don't know, well, today I didn't wear my mask, so
2: I, I enjoy a thing at work where um, uh, you know of course, everyone does the does what they're what the good sheep were supposed to do and they put on their mask uh, my favorite is the people who there's no one within like 30 or 40 feet and they're wearing their mask because you know the company policy is wear your mask when you're inside and i like not wearing mine but standing right next to people to see if they are going to like step back a little bit or how they're going to behave it's uh it's fun to fun to mess with them yeah uh, yeah nuts to masks man
1: well did you you at least have your uh you at least are vaccinated, have your vaccine card. You could hold up for me or I might have to stop the show. I don't, I'm, I don't want to get the coof. And so um,
2: people are a little annoyed. Like if, if I'm at work and it's kind of like an open office scenario. So there's a bunch of people in the room, but you're, you're separated by, I don't know, 10, 15 feet or whatever. And if I'll sneeze or cough or something, I'll go, Oh no, the COVID. <laughs> I think people are a little upset that I'll, I'll keep doing that. Um It's a bunch of other engineers. So they're, they're a little, uh, uh, what's, what's the, the, there's a study that said something like 30 percent of the of the people in the world don't have a sense of humor. They just don't get jokes, but they also um, are good at faking it. So I, I kind of wonder if a bunch of these engineers are humorless drones who
1: don't really get it. But. I, I've never had an office job, but I imagine that every single office job is exactly like the um, American version of the office it's not it's not
2: um i will say that when that when that show came out the american version of the show came out i was working in an office job um and i and yeah you derive some humor of of familiarity from that but it was it, it's not to that level i mean they obviously amp all that up but they're you know we did have like the conference room but we didn't have the the manic boss or anything doing crazy stuff and it's not that every char- every uh char- every every character is a caricature um, so it's, it's not quite to that level, though. there, you know, there's, there's similarities, I think, which is why that show did, did so well for the first few years. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely kind of fun to push boundaries when people who are, you know, Hey, did you, did you get your, did you get your vaccine yet? And you don't, you can't really launch into like, well, first of all, it's not a vaccine. And secondly, as far as you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And thirdly, I don't think you're legally allowed to ask that. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, no, it's it's actually kind of been astonishing the, the violation of HIPAA laws that I've seen uh that they, they just got thrown out the window, I guess. Like
2: Well, and I th- I think some of that comes down to the the Snopes method of strictly reading the the HIPAA laws. Um where they can say, well that's specifically for these sort of scenarios where like a um someone can't request your healthcare information, but if they're asking you Then you're voluntarily. It's it's stuff like that. It's but it's basically about it's it's saying like third parties can't access your healthcare without your permission. But if somebody asks you and you tell them, but I'm thinking, yeah, but maybe letter of the law versus spirit of law. Spirit of the law, um, you wouldn't think that even just asking people straight up is is appropriate. But apparently, like you said, and that's all that's got tossed out the window because anything prior to that was a you know it's all a grand conspiracy theory no one will ever care about your medical records and now they're just straight up asking you at the lunch table
1: <laughs> even beyond that it seems like they like you you have to uh get temperature checked to walk into uh, into your place of uh, business it seems like a uh, they they do the like this i remember they like early on uh, like april of last year they were doing that little uh, red dot temperature scans I've only had that happen
2: to me once. I was
1: I was uh, visiting another company for
2: for some work stuff and we went into their lunchroom and there's a guy was like just like a drone standing there wearing a company polo it looked kind of like a security <laughs> guard, but clearly wasn't. And he was just like standing there holding one of those temperature guns. And I'm like, dude, you can get those on Amazon for eight dollars. I don't think they're very accurate, nor does it actually identify anything. And so, but the, the way that you get into the lunchroom was kind of like an open atrium area and there were just steps up from the hallway, but they had all the the little steps going into it, like cordoned off, except for one. So you had to go past this guy, like it was airport security. And so I walked up to him and I was like, do I need to get scanned? He's like, yup. And he just goes, beep, shoots a thing on my head. He goes, like, you're good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't have the, the, the coof. So leave me alone, weirdo. But apparently that's his job
1: now. And it also, if most people who have it don't have symptoms and especially don't have a fever. What is the temperature gun really doing besides just? It's, well, yeah, it's, it's all theater. Yeah. The, what's the, well, that's, that's one thing that bugs me about
2: this whole scenario is you get a lot of people talking about the, the chance of asymptomatic spread. And I was like, that was a brilliant marketing move on whoever came up with that one to say people who aren't sick and show no signs of being sick could still make you sick. So now everyone has to do all this stuff. And it was like, well, how are you going to disprove or prove that? And they, they, they prove it through fear, but they, there's no way to disprove it because you can't prove a negative. So how does that work? And so to your point, yeah, I mean, if someone someone walks up and they're visibly, you know, as you've all seen people with who have a fever and have the flu. They they look like hell. We they're still need- generally they're, they're, they're pale. They um, they're, you know, they're sweating. You can see that. But regular people just kind of walking up to go get lunch, you know, and you're standing there scanning them. What's what's the point of that?
1: It's it's just bizarre. I think I think it's uh, I think it's just like some kind of um, psyop to get everybody used to having their QR code tattoo scanned or something. No, that's a conspiracy theory. It'll never happen. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> that's that's one of my favorites. We had the the stories from, you know, that came out immediately. Oh, no one's gonna do tattoos with your your health information. And then you like point out a story from like 2019 with Bill Gates talking about coming up with these. Um, what they call them? quantum dot tattoos? That yes. Save your health Patented at MIT,
1: funded by Bill
2: Gates. Yeah, it's it. Uh, objectively, it sounds great. People who live in underdeveloped countries that don't, you know, have medical records per se, this is a great way to ensure that when you're vaccinating people against malaria or something legit, that you can ensure they've been they've been vaccinated. But at the same time, you're treating them like cattle or like we treat pets here in the U.S., where you get the little microchip in your cat or your dog um because you know the dog and cat's not going to carry around an id and yeah you can put the i mean when i was growing up is you put the little uh the, the dog tag um you know on the dog with a name and a phone number or something like that but um but, but yeah so gates was talking about that and you can see from somebody in his perspective that's objectively kind of it's a good solution there we go i'll use technology it's great and we can ensure this is um information good and we've got everyone covered and we know what's going on here and And then when you start bringing it up here and like, oh, no, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. And now they're talking about like, what was it just the other day? There were uh, DARPA's like, oh, we're working on this thing we can put under your skin and it'll it'll treat you for disease and we can see what vaccinations you've had. And I was like, (laughs) that was on, I think, straight up 60 minutes. And you're like, what the heck? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm the conspiracy theorist for bringing that up. So
1: I love how it always goes every time, like within a couple years or less, it'll be like people, it'll go from. Oh, that would never happen to. Well, that's a great idea.
2: Well, that's great. Well, and I think we've seen as I don't know. I mean, I I was not big into politics until just a few years ago. And I I still try to stay out of it because I honestly I don't care. Um, but I think that's it's consumed so much of our life. I think it probably had to do with Trump getting elected. And so the entire media apparatus turned against him. Mm-hmm. And so it was nothing but like Trump, 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 nonstop, 24-7 from every angle every tv channel every radio channel every i used to believe it or not i used to listen to npr in the morning when you get up and you're brushing your teeth you got npr on in the house and then i remember in like the I'm fall sorry. of 2016 yeah the fall of 2016 I remember every morning at my, my, what I started using as a litmus test was if the first, you know, the, they do their little top of the hour, like they play their music, and this is NPR propaganda news. And they would come on. And if the first story was about Trump, I'd turn it off. And then I realized like, after like a week, I was like, I haven't listened to this in a week. Screw it. And I haven't listened to it since because they just went so hard on that. But, um, so now that now there's political ramifications to all that. And it's, and it's like, you know, you keep hearing everything in the last—I don't know what year, maybe two years—that were just like wild conspiracy theories. Oh, that'll never happen! Like one after another, they're all proven true, like within six months to a year. Mm-hmm. But by then, people have moved on, and so you don't get any credit for like we're talking about it then, you know, sort of thing. But um, it's it's fine. True. They've moved on to some other grand, you know,
1: fear scheme. Yeah. Now, the, and then we got the anal swabs too. And- just enjoy yourselves. You are going to love it. And that, I thought, was for sure like a meme for, for a hot minute, the anal swabs. And now it seems like that's actually a thing, at least yeah, in was China. That, was
2: that borne out to be true in China? They were like doing that because didn't they they specifically targeted like the U.S. diplomatic corps who just showed up like it was their first week on the job <laughs> under Biden. I think that was China's way of being like, dude, try this. See if they put up with it. See what they do. Yeah. And we just we just we no pun intended, we just bent over and took it. So they're like,
1: "Cool." <laughs> That's the sound listen, of uh man. that is the sound of uh Biden's staff getting anal swapped there. Now I I um before before we get into too deep into the coof stuff, before I forget um should probably talk about obdm for a little bit i should have
2: plugged obdm right at the beginning yeah we should just do a whole show everything delete it again
1: okay yeah what what we'll do is we'll uh we'll do an hour and a half of plugging obdm and a half an hour of covid talk how about that (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah so everyone everyone go listen to obdm our big dumb mouth uh wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern saturdays at noon eastern or uh our big or obd obdmpod.com
1: yes now it's plug. i was sleeping on that show for a long time and then within you know a, a probably a month or two of finding it i ended up having a midnight mic on and i don't how long have you been on there you've uh...
2: yeah so it's not my show it's uh it's midnight Mike. uh he is the the Creator and host, he has been doing that show since I want to say like early two thousand seven, and I'll, he'll probably correct me on that. But
1: I think I want to say he said two thousand six. It was like about a year before yeah, so. no agendas, which I thought I was it like was, wow,
2: it was really early. Mike is a, uh, as is not uncommon in the podcasting world, is a, um, a a musician and kind of a recording engine. So he likes that aspect of things. He likes. You know, in, in, in my industry, we call him gear sluts. So he's, he's big on just like having rack, racks and stacks of gear. And he's got, you know, 27 different microphones and everything right there. So he likes that. So he had all that stuff. So to him, as a, as somebody who enjoys, uh, and I'm speaking on his behalf here, but as somebody who enjoys, um, you know, music and recording and engineering and also IT stuff, it's like, Hey, podcasting, that's a good mix of both. And so I'll go do that. And so he started, you know, OBDM back in, yeah, 2006, 2007. So. Um, I didn't, so I started listening in 2016, 2015, somewhere in there. Um, I sp- specifically remember when I really became a fan of the show, they were talking about, uh, I was Mike and Joe and Clown Baby were talking about, um, uh, Bigfoot being functionally muscle for the aliens. So the aliens would show up and deploy feet <laughs> who would run around and grab people and then, put them back on the ships for the aliens to then go, go probe, um, for COVID. Um, and it, it just, I was laughing so hard while I was driving into work that, wait, uh, for, did was you, like, it
1: was for COVID? No, no, no. This is prior to COVID. Just, they were just okay. I was board. like, wait a minute. It's like those, they were way ahead of the curve on that one. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, no, no. It was just a, I just, I just liked that mental image of the, the UFO showing up and the big feet jumping out and going and grabbing people and that's that that was explaining why these people some people go missing in the woods and and mike talks about missing 411 a lot uh related to that um but you know that's why you can never find big big feet or you can't find like um uh you know their their dens or their nests or whatever it might be because they're they're down by the ships and back and so but there's also a lot of reports of um uh, of large cryptids and, you know, big feet and Sasquatches and sasquai whatever they're being seen around the same time there's UFOs being seen. And so that was kind of an interesting perspective on maybe they're related. Maybe there's some connection there, but I just remember them talking about that. And it must've been mid 2016 or maybe in spring 2016. I just remember laughing so hard, you know, enjoying that. And I was like, yep. So I've been a fan ever since. And then, um, I started. I started donating to the show just because I supported them. So, uh, and then turns out after a while, uh, I, Mike said I was like the the number one. I think I still am actually. I still believe it or not. I still donate to the show that, that I co-host. But um,
1: uh, I th- am <laughs> on, I on think the monthly subscription the, yet. Th-
2: this thing. I think I'm still the largest, you know, uh, producer, donator, whatever you want to call it, sponsor, supporter. Um, but uh, I I started live posting images during, you know, during the show in one of the Slack channels. And so it gave kind of a thematic um visual to what these guys are talking about. So as they were talking, I was trying to keep up with, you know, posting memes or things related to it or whatever. And then, then Mike said, well, let's, let's put those on the live stream so people can see it. This was like 2017, 2018. Um, so I started doing that. And then um uh went into some scenarios where uh, people weren't available to co-host or something. So I started kind of like uh, sitting in on the show and then it just kind of became a thing where I was just always there. So I kind of sidled my way in to that one, you know, sideways instead of just, you know, I guess going through a legit way, but it worked out.
1: Yeah. I found it uh, maybe a month before this last election or before election day, somewhere around then Um, just listening to the no agenda stream and i was like same as you i was i was cracking up you i think it was the first episode i heard was uh maybe you and joe and and mike and i was i was howling so and then like once i'd listened to a couple episodes i started getting pissed off because i was like damn these guys are doing the alex jones drops like i was trying to do except about 10 times better than i am it's like shit but well, yeah.
2: I, think, I think Mike's goal is uh he's always described it as he wants to do kind of a combination of like Howard Stern drive time, Opie Opie and Anthony and um uh the Art Bell style show. So it'd be like <laughs> So thematically it would be about paranormal and cryptids and conspiracies and things like that and not so much on politics because we didn't do heavy in that until last fall when it was just everywhere because you kind of couldn't avoid it, but the idea being it was going to be focused on paranormal conspiracies and, and, and cryptids and, you know, ghosts and things like that. and But he liked the idea of kind of a drive time show where you have a couple people just kind of bantering back and forth and talking about things. And so I've, I've tried to – I deliberately do things where I'll keep my mic open and I'll make sure I'll laugh into the mic and things like that. So it – especially when people are calling in and they're talking about stuff because then it's just that – that stern or you know that morning zoo style you've got somebody in the background and sometimes I'll go off mic so I'll I'll flip my mic around kind of like this so I'm way back here um and I'll do that deliberately to um to kind of just add to the flavor of the show um to cuz it it's I I agree with what he's doing to try to do like a a drive time you know uh, uh comedy slash news and politics slash conspiracy paranormal show it would be would be interesting to see if you could do that in a major market would people listen and I think that's right. that's anyway that's that's kind of the the model for the show,
1: yeah yeah, yeah so, that's a and, and Nick the rat kind of does like an art bell style kind of thing, but he's got like a a really long format where he takes breaks and plays music, but uh it's just him on the show, and then mm-hmm. uh but yeah, it's the phone call aspect is great I like that you guys take live calls yeah the
2: the live calls is is still unique uh. <laughs> Somebody, I made some throwaway comment a few shows ago where the live calls are pre-recorded, and they were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> um, but the, yeah, the, the live because the, the live stream. Some people do. though Mike was doing it really early on, before live streaming in the, the larger sense really took off. But um, so the live stream aspect is is not something that is terribly common. I mean, no agenda does it; no other ones do it. Um, but then to take live calls from from the audience listening is is a unique aspect which a lot of people don't do just because there's so many not only technical hurdles but there's potential content hurdles involved um and there there's been times when when mike's had to stomp on people on the phone and just hang up on them um because you know we, we we can't the way it's set up we can't screen calls or anything like that and and you'll get people who would call in trolling and you can you can ban them but it's so easy to get another ip address or something and 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 keep jumping in. So it's, it's, it's risky, but for the most part, it it pays off. I think when the, when the community, in this case, the OBDM community who style themselves, the piss army, um, when, when they're, uh, uh, kind of mature about it and and, and enjoying it, everyone's uh, on the same page. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice added Benny that you don't get with a lot of other
1: podcasts. I love it. I love it.
2: It's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa! Oh yeah, and you mentioned the the Alex Jones thing. I think Mike that's all that's all Mike. All the Alex Jones stuff is Mike. He's been a, a fan and a listener of of Alex Jones and Infowars for years and years, like ten, same. fifteen, twenty years. Uh, yeah, I
1: grew up, I grew up on it. I remember I was probably five when I first saw Mister. I think Jones. you said your your dad used to listen to him or something, and you said yeah, it was just
2: kind of always around. Um, yeah, and Mike's Mike's kind of the same way, and so. All those clips, people were asking like, "Hey, where do you get your clips from, Jones?" He's like, "I get them." So he would listen to the show probably while he's working. You know, he'd listen to the shows and he would mark notes of uh, time codes and things, and he would go cut the clips. So those, same. the like, I would say ninety, easily ninety plus percent, maybe ninety five plus percent or more of the clips you hear on OBDM are ones that Mike made himself.
1: Yeah, same because here. That's, other that's, than yeah. other than like a couple classics that you had to get off, I had to get off YouTube. It's just like I'd be listening at work. And just to hear something be like, oh, gotta write that one down. <laughs> what time did he say that? Uh, but and yeah, I've, Mike's, I've Mike's a wizard well. with the soundboard. It's, it's Mike is a fucking wizard with the soundboard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he does
2: so much for the show. Um, and he's, he's reticent to let some of that go because he's, it's his baby. He built it up. Uh, he, he runs it. He hosts it. He kind of sets the, sets the tone. Um, and, and identifies kind of what the topics are going to be. And, and we all throw in, you know, we have our own uh, Slack channels and things for that. We all throw in throughout the week on what we want to talk about, but it's, it's very much Mike's show and we're just along for the ride. And I'm just, I'm just happy to be part of it.
1: It's a good time. It's good people over there. Uh, You want, you want to talk about some coops?
2: Yeah. let's uh Let's talk about some COVID nonsense. Yes. I don't know. How do you, how do you, how do you stylize your show? Do you do you announce kind of a topic for each one, or is it just kind of each each uh, each episodes uh, is what it is?
1: Oh, you it usually is what it is. Why can't right. I turn off mute the I muted the chat and the chat is still making noises. God dang it! Whatever. Um, there's, there's no so, way in
2: there to make noise. What We talking about? I don't even.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've somehow hear noises come through. It's okay. Um, I don't know. I I uh, you you brought a bunch of stuff and usually, um. Usually I'll have more of a direction, but like, uh, COVID so op- open ended and there's, like you said, more news coming out every day. We can just kind of, uh, we can kind of wing it. You can do a little wing and ding. Um, All right. I mean, yeah, there, there's some classics, uh, like I get, got the head of emergency management, uh, from months back, uh, the, the head of Texas emergency management. This should be pretty good people to keep social distance and isolation
3: Ryan the one thing I want to try to get across today is we need to do that when we're in our homes also as you know I'm I'm a lifelong San Antonio and grew up there worked there for many years and I know how many multi-generational families that we have and while we believe the community is doing a great job of following the rules when they're outside of the home we really need to be thinking about doing the same thing when we're inside the home. I and mean, all of us are, uh, are capable of catching this disease. None of us are immune from this. And the fact that we need to get across this in order to protect ourselves, we need to protect our families and our loved ones. We really need to be thinking about the care that we're providing inside the home right now to make sure that we're not spreading this disease inside the home and then making it come outside the house.
4: So let me get this straight. What you're effectively saying is that people should be wearing masks inside their own homes now?
3: Ryan, I'm saying if you can't socially distance and can't socially <laughs> oh, isolate, or if you've been out in public and exposing yourself, and you haven't,
1: I often I often go out in public and expose myself. That's one of my favorite pastimes. Out in I public. I just love that exp-
2: pause when when he was asked that. Are you saying people should wear the masks in the house? He's like, oh shit. <laughs> just what, what 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 did I say? <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't remember. I don't know what socially I said. Isolate, or if you've been out in public and exposing yourself and you haven't decontaminated yourself good enough when you get home, if you have someone that has underlying medical conditions at home, we really need to be thinking about that. Now, if you're the same two or three people that are living in the same house and you're really taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, so uh, have you ever been living in a house and been the same two or three people? I've only ever been uh, one person in a house.
2: Personally. Sometimes I'm 3 or 4 people at any given time. It's it's okay. hard to say. There's there's 20 there's 27 people in my house right now. I And you're two or three. Of or... Are, most of them most of them yeah, I'm I'm some of them, but um <laughs> most of them are not wearing masks and I'm a little little worried. Yeah, I would be too. At
3: home, we really need to be thinking about that. Now, if you're the same 2 or 3 people that are living in the same house and you're really taking care of yourself and you're following all the rules, then you probably don't need to wear a mask in your home. But if you've gone out for Memorial Day or 4th of July or you've gone out to parties or you've gone out to graduation parties. When you've gone out and you've come back in, you can be bringing that back inside. And I I think it's no secret. We all like to relax when we're at home.
2: Not me. I'm on edge right now. I I am just like tense like you wouldn't believe because I don't know what's going on. God, that guy is
1: just...
2: So I... I don't know. What do you think about the people you see driving around in their cars with a mask
1: oh by themselves
2: God. with the mask on and their windows rolled up?
1: I. Just, it's like a, it's okay. I will say this. I've seen that even in Tennessee. I've seen that every now and again. Always a woman. It's always a woman wearing a mask in their car. I've never seen a dude do it. I don't know what that means, but that is a piece of anecdotal evidence. Um,
2: no, I have definitely seen guys doing it. So, oh, okay. Um, but I, what I want to do is is make note of their license plates and then like mail that to somebody so they can just like no you you go straight to the gulag enough of you.
1: But How often do but you see that? I don't know what state you're in or if you want to divulge that. But I'm in a state of confusion.
2: Uh, I'm in a state of <laughs> Eastern Time Zone. We'll go with that. But okay. um, uh. Th- I would say at least I'm gonna have to start really paying attention now because I'll I'll see them and it's just so like distracting. But I would say at least once a week I see someone like that. Oh, and okay. I'm not in a huge town. It's like, well, that's probably, know, probably about the ha- same with me then. Yeah, hundred thousand people, sort of thing. So, yeah,
1: you know, if I was in, um, I'm I'm imagining on the coastal areas, West Coast, East Coast, you will see that a lot more people. By themselves in a car with a mask on.
2: Well, I'm also wondering how many people who would be doing that are the same people who haven't left their house in a year. <laughs> so maybe we're not seeing as many as there would be because they're they're too afraid to even leave their living room, but they're probably wearing their mask at home.
1: Yeah, that is. Well, good. They're follow They're being compliant with the uh, Texas health officer.
2: Yeah, I, I want to follow that guy around and, like, hire one of those. What's the, the old scam, the insurance scam, where you hire a uh, private investigator to go sit oh, outside yeah. someone's house and see if they're like, oh, look, he's building a deck or he's working <laughs> in the garden. And, you know, you you jump all over him for uh, for getting disability pay and all that stuff. But right. I want to follow that guy around, like, put a camera right up to his, like, window in his house and be like, you're wearing a mask. And just start banging on the, banging on the window, just, hey, wear a mask. <laughs> you know, it's because clearly he's not. I guarantee that dude is not. Yeah, seen, no I way. think you see you've seen the footage. I bet
1: he's not even I bet he's not even uh multiple people in his house. I bet he's only one guy in his house.
2: He's not two or three people in his house. Two yeah. or three yeah. same people.
1: Yeah, um, one person in his house. Not
2: where the me. government officials walking up to the microphone and they stop just kind of off stage and they put on their mask and then they walk up to the podium. I think oh, yeah. it's the lectern. They walk the time. up to the lectern, and then they take their mask off mm-hmm. so they can make a show of doing it. It's like, you know, if if they if they're the same ones who are, you know making up these arbitrary laws. And I think that's one of my biggest frustrations with this is, is what someone will say. They then change their mind, you know, a week, a month, two months later, sort of thing. But um, they'll, they do that just for theater. And it's, it's like, come on, if, if that's the case, th- there's, there's clearly nothing to this.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be, um, there's people that will never be the same after this, like, uh, not and not even mind control, but just like tr- uh, media traumatization. Like I, I, there's people that even if they got rid of all the mask mandates and stopped saying we needed to wear them, I'm I'm pretty sure there's there's going to be a good chunk of people that just never take the mask off.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of wondering long term. I mean, it's it's interesting. I have I have relatives who are are you know just they, they are poisoned by mainstream news. Because you know, it, it when you you get to a certain age, there, you you grew up reading, and I I don't know about you, but I, you grew up reading the newspaper, and that that stopped in college when newspapers went to shit. But, um, uh, you know, and and so they watch the evening evening TV, and and you know, it, and now that if someone's at home, there's like, well, you got CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News on all day, and all they're talking about is this. And I think the only analog we have that's close is like that first what, maybe six months right after nine eleven, where it was just nonstop and people were um uh people were just kind of like getting freaked out by by the news channels who were just covering this, you know, the war on terror and these guys are coming to get you and the anthrax and all this stuff. And but this has been going on for over a year now and they're constantly ramping it up. And and I think there's people who are are so almost dependent on that that you're right. They're it's it's gonna change them forever. They're gonna they're gonna be in that mindset and they're going to be carrying around their masks you know, for years. And, and, you know, the joke of it is, I don't know about, about you, but like <laughs> I'll see people who have the same mask that I'm pretty sure the same little blue disposable mask, which if you read, the, if you go read the container, first of all, it doesn't say it says does not protect against coronavirus or, or COVID-19 or any of that. But it says like you wear this once, if you touch it, you throw it away. That's how the disposable masks are designed to work. And yet there's people who like have that same one. they hang it on the um, uh, the rearview mirror in their car. And I'm pretty sure they're wearing the exact same mask day in, day out and have been for months. And it's like, first of all, that thing's gross. It's like the old, you know, people don't do it anymore. But they used to have that, you know, uh, especially men would carry a a handkerchief and they would sneeze into it and then put it back in their pocket. Um, And but people are kind of doing that with masks. They're they're wearing this mask or they have this mask with them. They, um, uh, they wear it when they need to, or they wear it all the time because they're just, that's, that's what you do. You wear a mask, but it's like, what is this actually doing to protect you or anybody? Because you're, you're just, you're wearing the same gross piece of disposable plastic cloth, uh, that it it can't be any good for you. So I don't, I don't know, but they'll, they'll probably just have that with them forever. Just having their wallet like that, you know, just, just something else in their wallet. It's gross.
1: I uh, yeah, I I just <laughs> I've had some serious issues with uh, people outdoors in general wearing masks. I remember going on a hike, and like you said, the dirty mask thing. I've I've seen people you know pick masks up from the floorboard of their car and put them on and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the uh, i we went out hiking uh, to like the highest point in the Smoky Mountains. And it's this long walk out through the woods and hundreds of people there out outdoors. Is, is, that, is that Mount Smokey, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I I can't even remember the name of the place offhand.
2: I don't know, it's, you're talking like near Chattanooga or something, right?
1: I don't know. I think it's North Carolina. Yeah, it's North Carolina. I can't remember. Pigeon
2: this. Forge or something.
1: With Is it Clemens Dome? Just... Clemens Dome. I, I used to, I used to live in, near Pigeon Forge, but anyway, um, uh, no, so yeah, like half or more of the people walking outside, up in the mountains, were wearing masks, mm-hmm. and that's just that's a head scratcher to me. Like I just look around, I see something like that, and I go, "We're doomed." Like the human race is done. It's over.
2: Yeah, where where I am, the official rule is, like I said, corporate policy is if you're in a company building, you have to be wearing a mask, which. And and then but then they they clarify unless you're in like your own private office and then they try to amend that later by saying if you're in if you're in it because they recognize that very few people have offices and that kind of seems that seems kind of elitist so yeah. they said well but if you're in a cubicle and you're with you know there's no one within and then they change that because initially they said if you're in a cubicle and there's no one within six feet then you don't have to wear a mask but then they changed it into like well even in a cubicle you got to wear a mask and I just don't do it um, but uh, um, when you go outside. You know, corporate policy doesn't say anything about that because it's outside. And the the state said, you know, right, we're not going to have a mandate for that. I mean, it's a, we're basically they're just leaving it to individual organizations. Um, so there is no mandate to wear one outside, though they do say there's kind of like an implied I think the state, or maybe it's the county health commissions basically said, if you can't maintain six feet social distance, then you wear a mask. But it's written in such a way that there's kind of interpretation to it. Um, so I read that as, you know, well, fuck you. I'm not wearing a mask. Um and so it's fun walking down the sidewalk to go get lunch and watching the people kind of like get out of the way cuz they're like oh my god if if that guy walks by and he <laughs> breathes and i breathe any one dro- i will drop dead immediately i just right here on the street dead and it's just like what the hell people what is wrong with you
1: well that's why uh that's why it's good to be at least two or three people so if one of you dies you'll still be two people or one. I'm the
2: same. I'm the same two or three people most of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> no. we, we were we were we were talking about masks in the in the Discord for uh, Obdm a few weeks ago, and I was talking about I had I had my and I believe it or not I have uh, I I went all out. I did it logically. I bought 14 masks. I'm not kidding. This is true. Uh, all of different colors and patterns, um, made by a nice woman in upstate New York. Um, and I deliberately bought these masks because they're oversized, they're big and kind of bulky because I wanted a mask. you've probably seen people like this because I have a beard and many people do, and they wear the little disposable one and it, it doesn't cover like their entire face and their beard sticking out around the edges and looks weird. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I bought, I bought these oversized masks. So it covers my entire beard. Believe it or not, that's, that was why I did it. And so I have these and I will believe it because it's like laundry. So you wash them. And so when I have a mask, it's a clean mask. And, but I know there's people I work with and I don't wear it. I just have it with me. I just don't like the idea of carrying it. It's like wearing an old sock. It's like, what the hell? Um, but the people I work with, there's a lot, not the, a lot of people I work with. I'm pretty sure they haven't washed these, you know, they have the, uh, someone you around your neck, like the gator and they pull it up over their face. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. like never been washed. I don't think, I don't think they bought that for, for COVID. I think they had that like in the back of their truck and they're just like grabbed it. Um, so it's just like, you know, from a general hygiene perspective, at the, at the same people who are trying to be like so sterile about, you know, not getting the koof are wearing these nasty, nasty, unwashed, just gross, um, you know, old socks strapped to their face.
1: Yeah, I have uh, I have stopped in general. There's exceptions sometimes where I can't get around it, but I've stopped shopping at businesses overall that require masks. And one of my jobs, I have to have a mask on the other one. I don't. But uh, I always wear the one I have to have a mask on. I try to wear my mask that says error 404 face not found. Um, I guess there's I, I want one of the masks that just show like have a, a similar looking mouth and nose. So it looks like you don't have a mask on.
2: I saw a video of a guy who had one of those. It was like but it was like skin tight. So it, clearly you have to wear it like as a gag, but eh, no pun intended. Um, but he was wearing it as, as a joke. Um, and. But from like 10 or 15 feet away, you're like, wait, that dude's not wearing a mask. And someone came up to him in the store and they're like, sir, put on a mask. And then he pulls it down. And there was like his real nose. But from a distance, uh, it, it looked legit. So.
1: Yeah. Is, is that the video with the guy, the woman that starts filming him and yelling at him about not having the mask on?
2: No, I, I may. And maybe the, the, the little clip I saw, he was just like going into a hardware store and the,
1: okay, yeah, the manager different.
2: runs over. So I'm sure <laughs> it's been done multiple times. Yeah, there's some there's um, some good
1: ones in there. It's hard to tell if sometimes if there's Staged If they go a little too off the rails, you're like, is that lady really that upset? But it probably she probably was. I don't know.
2: So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. So I, and the other thing I do for my masks is is in this is my my way of virtues. Well, I do two things to virtue signal for for the coof. One is I have, believe it or not, they are you can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Jeff Bezos's store of everything. Give that guy some more money. Um they're, they're the little clips you get at the, that the dentist uses to like hold the bib under your, your face sort of thing. So I got these little clips and you put them around your neck and you clip on. So I clip my mask on down there. So I, I wear my mask hanging around my neck and I have an ID badge and other stuff I have to wear at work. So I have that. But so when I'm talking to you, well, they see clear, they can't say go get a mask. I clearly have a mask right there. No, it hasn't been on my face, but it's there it is sort of thing. So they're like, ah, oh, damn it. You know, he's kind of doing, doing his part. He's got a mask with him. So, um, but, you know, and the other thing I do to virtue signal, and, and this has been something of a joke and, and some of the discussion at OBDM is I get a, a COVID test every week because there's a there's a place right near work where there's, you know, because it's there's no charge to it. And it's part of the, the health plan. So I, every week, in fact, I'm getting one tomorrow morning, eight o'clock in the morning. And it takes <laughs> I don't know. I've got it down to about seven minutes now to go into the place, get signed in. They scan your badge. You walk through. We do the spit in a cup, not the the nose test or the butt test, which
1: is spit in a cup. That's a new I haven't heard that.
2: You've done know this spit cup one. Oh, it's it's nice because it's it's. Um, they
1: just give you a. a I've little, never like, been tested. Uh, oh, for so all.
2: the spit in a cup one is is very um, um very low impact, I guess. They just hand you a, like it's a little tiny. It's like the a, one third the size of a shot glass, and there's a little screw on lid for it, and you just spit in it until you get to the top of a line. It takes like I don't know three or four minutes. You put the little. Screw on lid on you, drop it in a thing, and and you know, and you and you walk out, and then you get your results a couple of hours later. But I've done that. I think I'm done it like twenty seven times or something by now since last fall. Like every week, like clockwork. And of course, it always shows. It's like, well, you don't, you don't got COVID. am like, yeah, I know I don't because I'm not sick. I don't do anything differently. And to your earlier comment, I'm pretty much wearing a mask. Only the only store that we still have trouble getting in and out of without masks is. All the local grocery stores, except for one that's way the heck out in the sticks. And I don't want to drive that far. Um, so, but, you know, we're in out of the grocery store in what, 35 minutes or something like that. So most weeks masked up for like 30 minutes a week,
1: 35 uh, minutes. That's yeah. a long time, man. For what? Wearing a mask. I don't think I've ever done anything for 35 minutes, let alone be in a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs>
2: Well, the grocery store, you have a, I assume you have a system, so you have the list on the fridge and everyone writes down what they're getting and everyone's got a plan and you spread out in <laughs> the
1: store and you come back and I go to, I go to the grocery store for one item at a time. So I, oh. I, I have to go maybe, you know, 57 times a week, but I'm, I'm those, only in there maybe two minutes tops and I'm gone.
2: One of those people, huh? All right. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is, <laughs> this is grocery shopping for the entire week for everybody. Ah. One shot done.
1: Gotcha. So, um, um I, I got No, it's, a-
2: it's it's just kind of like one of those one of those things where you know it, it's 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 a way of life, and I think people are going to have the masks with them for years to come, and that's going to be their way of virtue signaling that they did their part during the um uh during the, the 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 COVID pandemic. Um, I I personally enjoy wearing the mask and then coming out of the store and being like you're like. You know, the the grocery door, grocery store doors open and you're like one foot out of that and you just whip the mask off as quickly as you can. Yeah. So you can give people the stink eyes are coming in. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Just rip it off. <gasps> like, well, there's yeah. that too. There is that. There is that like you take <laughs> it off and, and you know, you can breathe better. And you yeah. see the people who wear the mask like below their nose. I'm like, what the hell do you think that's doing?
1: <laughs> uh, the chin diapers is South Park called. Yeah. That. Yep. Um. I have, uh, I got on bingit.io just to find the, uh, I think this is the one I was looking for, the WHO when to wear a mask, this hobby.
0: If you do not have any respiratory symptoms such as fever,
4: cough, or runny nose, you Spiritual. do not need to wear a medical mask like this one. Mask alone can give you a false feeling of protection and can even be a source of infection when not used correctly. Masks should only be used by healthcare workers, caretakers, or by people who are sick with symptoms of fever and cough.
1: So that's uh, that's from the WHO, kind of mirroring what Fauci said early on. It's pretty good. You know, I thought I had, s- I thought I, I had got some that
2: Fauci s- clip. It was in my list. If you want to hear that one,
4: yeah,
1: uh, let's do that. I know. I thought I had uh, a lot of COVID supercuts in a folder titled covid supercuts and i appear to have lost it but um let's see where we got uh is this the uh the youtube link or the uh i don't know i i put timestamps and stuff on them. oh i see yes cbs good deal good deal 60 minutes It's buffering.
2: I was gonna say you may get an ad in there. I didn't
1: download it. You know what? I bet I could find uh bet I could find this on Bingit.io quicker.
2: Are <laughs> you getting buffering on just that, really?
1: There's a CBS website was just kind of buffering, I'm not sure. Um
2: Well they gotta show you all their pre roll ads and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um do you do you remember uh you remember when he did that baseball pitch? <laughs> yes. That was that was just incredible. The watching four year
2: olds throw is more coordinated.
1: Yeah, I uh, maybe, maybe he uh maybe he got the, the Pfizer in his arm early and it just was dead his arm was like limpish that day.
2: Well that's that's the same place where he was uh or the same the same time he was then sitting in the stands uh watching the game not wearing a mask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> people yeah. giving him shit about that. Uh yeah. Uh going back to what you said earlier, Fauci will often be backstage without a mask and just put it on when he when he comes up. Or not backstage, but off off center stage. Uh off camera. Yeah. Off yes. Uh this is a. this is a uh I think a Denver reporter getting all butthurt that people aren't wearing masks while well, I try to get that Fauci clip queued up.
4: The Jefferson County Public Health Department says they emailed Vandermeer Speedway ahead of the event tonight, reminding them that events with more than 175 people are not allowed at this point during the pandemic, but hundreds and hundreds of cars streamed in for this event this evening, and many of the folks in those cars were not wearing masks, which also goes against public health orders. We were outside of the event. We decided not to go inside where health orders could potentially be violated. But we did listen to a live stream where a number of speakers rallied the crowd. COVID-19 was referred to as the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. Democratic Governor Jared Polis, the direct target of this rally, was regularly referred to as a king for his use of executive orders. John Bantamere and his attorney Randy Corcoran announced they are filing a lawsuit against the governor for, quote, repeatedly extending and expanding his authority. House Minority Leader, Republican Patrick Neville, and conservative commentator Michelle Malkin recently filed a similar lawsuit, but the state Supreme Court refused to hear it. They announced tonight they have filed in Denver District Court instead today. Here's a part of Malkin's speech. It is time for people to stand up and draw the line, say enough is enough. We do not want to raise our children in a narco-tyranny.
1: Okay, uh, I have I have found I believe the Fauci clip, and uh, this is a this is a classic. Everybody loves this one. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it.
5: And right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think. That it is, and often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, inside there? Of course, of <laughs> course. Schmutz in But here. when you schmutz. think mask, you should think of healthcare <laughs> providers needing
2: them. Boy, I got some schmutz in there. Hey, is- uh, <laughs> I like to. I want to go back to that that other one you played from the, the outside of Denver. I guess it was. Um, with- it it struck me that arbitrary number you can't have more than 175 people I'm like first of all who came up with that number secondly if you have 170 or i guess you can't have more than 175 right so if you have a 175 when the 176th walk in do people just start dropping dead is that how yes. it
1: works no that's actually very scientific
2: yeah just they're dead but yeah <laughs> it's so yeah the the, the Fauci thing it's that's you know that's going to haunt him and and you know fuck that guy but um it, then he turns around and says stuff out of the side of his mouth so quickly, and and everyone's just like, "Oh, well, you know, they're we're, they're trying to figure it out. They don't know. They're doing the best they can." No, because the guy kind of came out at one point and said, uh, "No, I said that because I didn't want people taking the mask from the first responders." Bingo. And then you, you start asking their logical questions of like, "Well, wait, if it was so important for the first responders, because arguably yes, they're expo- if you know they're exposed more to this this disease than anybody else because they're out there dealing with it." And if they need these masks, then wouldn't it logically behoove me to wear a mask? But you, the 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 healthcare expert, told me not to wear a mask. So you put my life at risk, you know, and then you're just like, we like, we, we, we we're, we're, I don't know what's going on.
1: It seems like they could be. If they wanted to, like people like Fauci, he could have been much more trustworthy, seemingly, uh, and just like. It's almost like they are contradicting themselves constantly, just to fuck with us, like just to keep us confused. <laughs> like I
2: don't. Well, I think so. I think part of it is I've wondered about that myself because we have a local, not local. I guess he's a state um, uh, health official. Same sort of thing, and they're like, yeah, talk to Doctor, what's his name, Doctor Steve or something, whatever. You know, and they're trying to humanize him sort of thing. <laughs> I think these are these are people who have legitimately been because because if you look at Fauci's record, that guy's been basically in public health his entire life he's never been like a like a true like dealing with patients doctor he's a kind of politician researcher sort of doctor not discounting that not saying that's not a, a good thing to do but that's that's been his role for like 40 plus years um, or longer um, but you, so you got these people who have been functionally marginalized because you can just tell his entire job especially from the political side of things because he's worked in government for these like 40 or 50 years, has been to go in as the expert and they're like, all right, you know, all right, Tony, what do you think about this? And he gives his report to the people and they're like, all right, thanks, Tony, piss off, you know, and they that's his like three minutes to shine and he gets that twice a year sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, all of a sudden now the spotlight's on him. And like I said, I'm seeing this with our local, I guess he's a state health official or something, but. They're like, oh, what do we know with a webinar with Dr. Steve? And you could ask him any of your questions. And, you know, so all of a sudden this guy's got people like, you know, hey, what do you think? Tell me about it. And they're just like sitting there on the edges of their seats, just waiting. What we what do what are you gonna say now? And I think all these people are doing everything they can to milk that because from a human condition, we enjoy being the center of attention when things we say are being taken as gospel, and it it is. And if we're um if we're uh, um, uh, confident in that and if we're kind of enjoying that attention, it feeds into the endorphins and you're kind of like, I, I like doing this. So you've got all these medical people suddenly who, have, who are now like the center of attention, like all over the country. We got that crackpot guy in, where was it, uh, Philadelphia, who now is like the first openly transgender nominee for some blah, 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 Oh, position. the
1: Biden's cabinet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who like – Who who gave the the order to comparing her, I guess, uh, to like uh, the penguin from the Batman movies, (laughs) Danny DeVito.
2: (laughs) But but uh, but Jure up there kind of like um, gave the order as the state health care official or state health official, whatever the title is, to like, you know, the same thing they did in New York, like cram people in the nursing homes, um, but took uh, put took her her mother or father, well, I guess mother out of a nursing home, right? Like the day before that, I'm like, what the hell? So there's stuff like that, that they're, they're clearly like playing shenanigans here. And, but these the, all over the country, you've got the people who are suddenly the center of attention. You can tell their entire career, they've been marginalized as like, let's ask the medical doctor and they get their three minutes of, of, of attention and that's it because that's their role. But suddenly they're, they're front stage or front and center and they're, they're just kind of so they're, they're, they're living it up. And so I think they're going to do everything they can to drag this crap out. So when you have Fauci come out and say one thing, and then two weeks or a month later, he says completely the opposite. And then sometimes he clarifies by saying he was deliberately lying. And he did that again about the... Um, the herd immunity stuff. Early on, he said, there's no such thing as herd immunity. It's not a big, not, not something we can shoot for. Right. Then he said, we need to get 60%. Then he said, 75%. Then he said, 90%. And they said, why do you keep changing the numbers? He said, well, I had to tell people a low number so they'd think it was achievable. And I just kept ratcheting that number up. I'm like, dude, you're yeah. a medical professional. You're a doctor now lying to patients. I'm pretty sure you could be brought up on charges in that if you had like, if this was an actual doctor-patient relationship and you He were-
1: needs to go down. I don't think it's going to happen, but-
2: yeah. And, he's, but no, he's, he's so protected. Criminal. Um, and that's, that's been kind of my thing is, is I'm curious what's going to shake out, just like with 9 11, what's going to shake out in five or 10 years when the inevitable prosecutions start up on some of this stuff? Uh, what are we going to learn that just like we were talking about earlier in the show? That we were called nothing but conspiracy theorists and crackpots for saying stuff, and then five or ten years later, it's going to come out, and people are going to be—you know—they're not going to come back and be like, "Holy shit, you were right!" But it's—we're going to be proven right, like across mm-hmm. the board. It's just—it's there's that that pattern repeats over and over and over. Sometimes yep. it takes a year. Sometimes it takes five years. In the case of nine eleven, with the the missing twenty eight pages and you know all that stuff. That took what 15 years to come out, but when it did, we're like, see, see, yeah. Israel and Saudi Arabia right there. It's in fucking Congress, they're talking about it. And they're like, don't, don't, don't say that, don't say
1: that. Said, but there it is. So you, you can bring up Saudi Arabia, just don't, not Israel. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, <laughs> no, We just, just blacked
2: out every other word that, yeah, it's just like, so th- I think the same thing is going to come out. So you've got these, these healthcare officials who are, are now the center of attention and they're living it up and they're saying anything they can. Um, And, you know, you're going to be able to line them up with the the especially the executive office. You see that a lot of the governors and and whatnot Uh, and um, attorneys general who are just kind of like really getting out there. And it's like, you know, people, the Internet doesn't forget everything you say is going getting written down somewhere, uh, despite the best efforts of Twitter and YouTube and Facebook to ban that stuff. Um, That's going to come back and bite you.
1: Yeah. It may take 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, uh, like it, it, it was. It was not uh, very well established. Always just speculated that Bush Senior was in Dallas, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, and then that well, comes wasn't a out. joke.
2: He couldn't. He could never remember where he was yeah. or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't know where he was that day. And then, of course, you know, at, like right after he dies, then we find out Trump declassifies. Like, oh yeah, he was in Dallas. While was, being employed was, by the CIA, <laughs> it's okay.
2: he was he was in Dallas working for the CIA uh, at the book depository on an unrelated. Uh, he was dropping off a book.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was depositing a book with the <laughs> with the crowbar in the ballroom.
2: I had to I had the book and I had to deposit it, so I went to the book depository. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I, I got a couple more of your Fauci clips queued up. So last we All last right. we heard, last we visited Dr. Fauci, he was on sixty minutes saying. Uh don't walk around with a mask, it's stupid. You're a moron. You're retarded if you wear a mask and uh here's here's Fauci uh later on.
5: Said that about getting some sort of a covering. We we don't want to call it a mask because back then we were concerned we'd be taking masks away from the healthcare providers.
1: He's oh, grinning yeah. ear to ear while he talks right now. I don't know what I don't know why I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Well, that's what do they talk about that on no agenda a lot where somebody has a tell. Now, he could just be nervous, but that's I think true. this was early on in his in his his career of, of talking to the national media. So he probably wasn't as practiced at spinning. Yeah, true, yeah.
5: We'd be taking masks away from the healthcare providers, but some sort of mask like facial covering, I think, for the time being, should be a very regular part of how we prevent the spread of infection. And in fact, the more and more as you go outside right here and where I'm sitting in Washington, D.C., you can see many people out there with masks on, which gives me some degree of comfort that people are taking this very seriously.
2: What is a mask like facial covering? Because he said, I don't want to call a mask because you might take masks away from from legit people. But you peons uh, (laughs) get a mask like face covering like do you have like an old dish towel? You have a sock you can pull over your head?
1: (laughs) Just you. Just use a T-shirt or, or, you know, some toilet paper. Yeah. Just,
2: just wrap some toilet paper on your head. Well, that's back, that was back when toilet paper was precious. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I All remember right. – so, speaking of toilet paper, because I yeah, – we've got some in the garage because I'm an idiot – And there was that, that point where you couldn't get toilet paper. And then when it finally started showing back up, because you could, you can tell the the grocery store managers, you know, were just like, holy shit, there's a run on toilet paper. So they ordered as much as they could, but of the big bulk stuff. So for a couple of weeks there, toilet paper was available, but the only thing you could get at every store we went to was like those giant, like 36 roll Costco, like embarrassing to put that in your cart size things of toilet paper. So. There's still some in the garage, and it's just like, son of a. Every time I walk past that, you're just like, damn it. That hey, you never be there know. for
1: Years. You never. Yeah. It, no, it'll it be happen? something
2: else the next time. It'll be. Uh, it'll be something unrelated, but probably equally as pedestrian. Toothbrushes can't get them. do no. <laughs> uh
1: man, yeah. Uh,
2: but from that from the last Fauci clap, from that last Fauci clip, I wanted to bring up. The Fauci clap. Yeah, the Fauci clap. Um, he says, um, uh. When he sees people out and about in in Washington, D.C., where I am, where important people are. uh, He said, when I see people out there with masks, it it, he said it gives him a degree of comfort or something like that. It makes him feel better that he sees that. And in that earlier clip, when he said about not to wear masks, he said, if you wear a mask, um, you might catch a droplet and it might make you feel better. So he's twice now he's brought that up that. Uh, you, people shouldn't be wearing a mask because even if you do, all it's going to do is make you feel better. And then he just said the next clip a couple of months later, obviously, when I look outside and see people wearing masks, it makes me feel better. I'm like, dude, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe you should just like have a drink or something. What the hell?
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he believes 90% of what he says. And of course, no, I I think that's absolutely
2: true. He doesn't believe that because he he switches so quickly.
1: Yeah, and Curry was has been talking about uh, his total mishandling of the AIDS crisis, and you, Judy M- Mikovits, who Grimerica recently had on, who broke down his whole. I mean, he caused lots of people to die, allegedly.
2: Yeah, wasn't the his, uh, the the I I don't know the whole story, but wasn't it he was like, hey, let's try this drug on them and see what happens.
1: Yeah, like a a a. Drug that was not approved for cancer because it was killing so many people. like so I'll try it on AIDS. <laughs> what else we got?
2: But but that was in his role as kind of politician, administrator, researcher. So if you think objectively, he's just kind of like, I don't know, try it on that. Let's do that. You know, we'll get more money out of it. We can we can drag that one out for four years, which they did. So,
1: yeah, uh, you got you got another Fauci clip here. This is uh, yet again, his 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 mask stance. This might oh, be yeah. the dull now,
0: And once they're fully vaccinated, can they see their kids? Can they see their grandkids? Can they go to a restaurant? Can they go to Costco? I mean, no. once they're fully vaccinated, no. can they go back to their normal lives?
5: You know, in essence, ultimately, yes. The the thing you would like to see, Savannah, is if you have two parties (laughs) vaccinated. And that's the question we get asked more often. If I'm vaccinated and my daughter who lives in Boston comes home and she's vaccinated, can we get much more of this pulling back on restrictions and saying we can sit down together without a mask? We can give each other a hug. And the answer ultimately is going to be yes with that. But if grandma's
0: vaccinated but grandkid isn't?
5: Yeah, then you got to be careful because grandma could still get virus in her nasopharynx even though the vaccine is preventing her from getting physically ill, she still could have virus in her nasopharynx. And that's the reason why we say until we have the overwhelming majority of people vaccinated and the level of virus is very low, When you're vaccinated, you still, it would be prudent to wear a mask for the reason that I just mentioned. Okay.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy.
2: If you have two people who have been vaccinated, they can be in the same room with each other as long as they're both wearing masks and they stay six feet apart.
1: (laughs) I wish I could do the Fauci wheeze, like, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) I can't do it. I uh, yeah that's
2: all the stuff that Adam pulls out of there because he's he's so tuned into that from his from his own his own life when he hears little noises he just you know zeroes in on that
1: <laughs> yeah you brought up his uh, Fauci's herd immunity like lies I remember on No Agenda they played a clip of Jimmy Dore playing a clip of Fauci lying about herd immunity it was pretty good.
2: Um, yeah and he, he changes that one all the time and he, he's come out and clearly said that he's lying he's deliberately lying about that number because he thinks a lower number is it sounds more reasonable to people and then he admits they're like yeah and then I ratchet it up every couple of weeks I'm like well aren't you the 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 scientific expert we expect a scientific expert to give us legit information not constantly change it right and I guess maybe the scarier thing is you've got I like to say fifty percent, but it's probably closer to sixty percent or more of the population who just pivots, you know, on a dime and just like, whoop, yep, whatever they said today, good enough for me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the last thing I heard someone on the TV say. So this is just how it is, and I'll I'll change my mind tomorrow when I hear something else.
2: Uh, Speaking of which, I I think one of the things that's going on and and I I think more and more people are starting to recognize it. But like there's this obsession with 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 media and TV and and social media and Facebook and, um you know, and I have like zero social media presence. I'm like on the the discord for the OBDM and then uh, no agenda social. And I just kind of lurk on both of those. But. You no know, i i I see people all day long who are just like they're constantly on their phones they're on they're on Facebook and, and the way I phrase it and I came up with this a couple of years ago was I think I got the face bags comment from I think I was Adam we said that one, but it's like I stay off the face bags, I stay off the tweeters, I stay off the snip chimps, the instacams and the the pin the pinheads snip um, chi- yeah, and I don't the watch pinheads? TV. oh Pinterest that's the pinterest yeah is that still um, around? I don't i maybe I don't know um my sister-in-law for years was obsessed with that. Just like looking at all these, like, look at people in their house here. I was like, oh, who gives a shit? But, <laughs> um, but, uh, people also don't like, I keep referring to it as the Instacams and like it's Instagram, like whatever. But, um, uh, you know, and then looking I say, the I, I don't watch, I don't watch TV cause I, that came from a years ago. I got laid off and was, well, technically I quit, but you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 look you, I quit. Um, potato, potato.
2: Yeah. But, uh, uh, what about the president um, I so I one of the first things we did was we canceled cable TV because that's that's you know, that was back when like you had all the premium channels and ESPN one through twenty-seven and all that and you, it was like a hundred and eighty bucks a month. So we just cut that off. And then for a while it was just like over the air, and then after that you just kind of screw, you know, gave up on that, screw it, you know, sort of thing. So I don't watch TV. You know, we we have we have TVs, but we don't watch them. It's like that's for like streaming something off of, you know, uh, you know, Amazon or something. But even that doesn't happen as much anymore. It's like so you stay away from these sources and it's it's great. There are times when I am like so, believe it or not, disconnected to like my news source or some of the podcasts I listen to. And of course, I'm listening to them several days after the fact. So I'm getting news from something that happened four or five days ago and I've never even heard about it. And it's like, but it doesn't affect me then. I'm not like spun up on it like to the minute of what's going on. We got to get on the tweeters and, and yell at it about it. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's part of it is just. Deliberately walking away from that stuff Like I said, growing up, even until in college Reading the morning newspaper Was just, that was a ritual, you sat down at the kitchen Table to have your your cornflakes or your Rice Krispies or whatever the off-brand you know, Store-brand version was um, and, uh, uh, and you read The newspaper, but, you know, that's Those have all gone away since they sat there and just Watched their business model leave um, So, you know, fuck them, but And now there's any sense of objective journalism Is gone, um But it's, you know, so because I don't have those same sources coming in constantly bombarding me, I think that helps me see these sort of things somewhat objectively. So when Fauci does kind of immediately contradict himself two or three weeks later, like, hey, didn't he just say this and now he's saying that? But to people who are just like constantly on social media and watching TV and like these people who just like, like I said, I've got family members who do this. They they just have the TV on all day long in the kitchen sort of thing. And it's just like their brains are getting poisoned. Um, but they're so they're so focused on that they don't there's so much noise they can't really see that the 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 information has been changed from a week ago because now they're like but well, no now now they're saying this so you have to it's like well no it's it's something is different so if you if you're if you're removed enough from this and you see it you're like well i'm looking at these two data points you know a day apart and they're drastically or 180 degrees differently you know what the heck but they they've had so much in between then you know those two points on on face bags and tweeters and all that that they're th- they don't see that they're they you know they can't see the forest for the trees they're 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 so focused on the each individual little thing.
1: Goldfish memory.
2: Yeah, almost it's yeah. it's that kind of they can only your, your brain can I'm sure there's some some uh, you know physiological or even psychological phenomenon that your, your brain can only focus on so much information at a certain, you know, for a certain amount of time or whatever. And so,
1: yeah, I believe the the clinical term, I think the clinical term is dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. Dipshititis. Um,
2: the, so, but you're, you're, you're bombarded with this and your brain's kind of overloaded and you just, it just kind of washes over you. And, and I stay out of that. And it's just, I mean, we've talked about getting, um, Twitter account for a, a thing at work to promote stuff we're doing. And I just handed it off to one of the other engineers. I'm like, I ain't doing that. And they keep trying like, hey, we'll, we'll get you in, involved in Twitter on this. I'm like, nope.
1: So it ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, I have a supercut cut of, uh, yeah, I mean, you know you know who uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are? Have you heard of those people?
2: Uh, Name rings a bell. One's a potato. <laughs> and um, Why should I get- the other... The other is uh, – yeah, the other keeps telling me to buy a shotgun. Oh, by the way, I'm waiting for that to come back and bite his ass in the – or bite him in the ass in the – his open recommendation to violate the law by go out and fire two blasts in the yeah. air, which in like every state, municipality in the country in the will put you in jail immediately. You
1: can't just shoot in up into the air. Yeah, you're right.
2: Well, so I I took a class – um, I took a, a, a defensive handgun class last fall. It was actually really good. um. I just never taken like a formal one. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take this class. It was like 30 bucks. I'll take this class from this guy. And he was a um, former Marine colonel and a you know, pistol instructor in the Marines. It just like really had his shit together and knew it was just great. But he was just hammering you on like the intricacies of the laws. And he said, if you get involved in a shoot and you fire a warning shot, you are going to jail regardless of the outcome of that shoot. And people are like, why, why, why? And he says, because the your only legal defense – If you get involved, even if it's a purely defensive uh, shooting, is you felt in mortal fear for your life. You were at, you know, it was was you or him. You were at the, we assume him, but you were at the point of it was you were going to die if you didn't do something. And if you admit you fired a warning shot, then clearly you were not about to die because you had time to fire a warning shot. It's the same reason you can't say, like, shoot him in the leg. Um,
1: So (laughs) Didn't didn't Joe Biden say that, too? Yes. Yeah, he did. He's like, um, he's like, cops are shooting black people and killing them. They should just shoot them in the leg. Wasn't that essentially his argument?
2: The, and fire two blasts with the shotgun in the air. Um, <laughs> but, but so from this, this guy basically saying like, if you do that, if you feel, if you have to draw your weapon. So his first point was like, do not draw your, your firearm unless you have every intention of using it. Because if you draw it and brandish or do not use it, then also you're clearly not in mortal danger. Um, so he was very specific on this stuff. And you know that thing about like yeah, if you draw your weapon and fire a warning shot, you're going to jail, regardless of the outcome of that shoot. Even if you were clearly in um uh, in mortal
1: danger, well, a warning shot like in the air, especially you can't do that. If you what if even you in shot? the ground, really,
2: same thing. Yeah, they're just saying if you fire your weapon when and, and not because the only reason you should draw your weapon, you're in mortal danger, and your intention is to kill. That is the what you know the rule of firearms. Do not aim your weapon at anything you're not willing to destroy. So the the only reason you would have your weapon out is because you have every intention of of killing the target because you are about to die. That's why you have your weapon drawn. Um, but if you uh, if you fire a warning shot, even into the ground, then clearly you weren't about to die. Yeah. So it's just like one of the, one of those things. So this whole thing with Biden comes out and is like, just buy a shotgun, which, you know, I, I agree with that. That makes sense for home defense. It's a good weapon go outside and just fire two blasts when you hear a noise, you know, is that maybe it's a cat like on the garbage <laughs> can. He's just like, I can just imagine him running outside, and just blasting away. And, you know, uh-huh. this is where Mike would have his sound drops of just that shotgun noise. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's just like, do not tell people that stuff you nitwit. You know, it's, you are going to get people, someone's going to do it and use the Joe Biden defense and they're going to go to jail. And it is, it is not a, uh, a good, good thing to do. You know, and then you look at physics where what goes up must come down. So, yeah, firing
1: into the air, uh, bullets
2: yeah. into the air is just not a good idea.
1: Uh, Midas is a firearms instructor, and he uh, is in the chat, and he says, you're right, any warring shot. So, there good you go. to know. Yeah, so
2: that's – that's. I learned that one. It's just like – and like I said, I'd never had formal training for it. It was just, you know, been shooting for years, and it was just like, do, yeah, do not draw unless your intention is to kill and do not fire warning shots. Because if you do, reg- again, regardless of the outcome, of the shoot, you go to jail. And sometimes for a long time, because if they if they if they have a good defense attorney, even, you know, on the behalf of the, the, the family or whatever, and they can prove that at any point you did not feel like you were in danger. I aim for his leg jail.
1: You know, <laughs> I fired
2: a warning shot. Right. Jail.
1: <laughs> so. Kick ass. Good stuff. Well, yeah, I've learned something. No Oh, Amita says you can fire a warning shot into their chest. So
2: Yes, use the Mozambique technique, two, two in the <laughs> chest, one in the head. Okay, First so to slow them down. The, the third one is an aim shot between the eyes. Ah,
1: It's true. Okay, okay so, so Fauci and Kamala uh, were complaining about the orange man's handling of COVID. I got a super cut here. It's good stuff.
0: All right. They've been behind the curve from the very beginning.
5: The very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something... That the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about.
0: And he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that, you know, this is going to go away. It's th- don't worry about it.
5: Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza.
3: He praised the transparency of the Chinese government. What's
5: well, it's really a big difference with the Chinese this, this time now. They look like they're being quite transparent.
3: His flip-flopping on social distancing
5: and wearing masks. People should not be walking around with masks.
0: Don't worry about the coronavirus, he says. When the warm weather comes, things are going to get better. <laughs> yeah, so, uh.
5: We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather.
0: What'd he tell us? It will go away
5: in the warm weather. I think we might get a respite with the weather.
0: One thing I'm most concerned about, Whoopi, is misinformation. Listen to the scientists. Hey,
1: I was wrong. Uh. Are you retarded? I like, uh, Hey, I was wrong.
2: (laughs) Well, and that one was kind of all over the place because there were things where I haven't heard that one before, but some of those things coming out. And again, with like a year's worth of distance, we can look back and be like, yeah, some of that was correct. So they they always bring up the one about like, um, Trump wanting to close down flights from, from China. Um, China. Cause I think, I think yeah, China, um, (laughs) Um, I think, uh, even though agenda talked about it way back in December, November, something like that, like before it really became a thing that there were these stories of like uh, people getting really nasty flus out of, out of China. Um, and then Trump wanted to shut it down. I think it was in like late January. And you remember all the pushback on that? And that's where like Nancy oh, it Pelosi was in Chinatown. And Biden just like, said it was,
1: yeah, Nancy Pelosi's like, we're still hanging out in Chinatown. And Biden yeah. was like, it's xenophobic, racist. It's and
2: bizarre. yeah, he had to, he had to push back against the the medical and political community. And it turns out he was right. You know, so...
1: Oh, we can't admit that. Sir, we
2: love China very much. Please don't be too tough on them. What, and what was the other comment someone made in that supercut about, uh, I think China's being, you know, very uh, transparent about this.
1: Yeah, that's what Fauci... That's all Fauci. <laughs>
2: it's like. um, but, and then Biden made some comment about China and that I can't remember what he said, but it was just like, this is a guy who's a year later, his, his diplomatic corps is like, bending over and spreading their cheeks for literally for China to just jam q tips up there. See how many try tell them it needs four q tips. Do it. <laughs> you, use the big ones from uh from American gladiators. Use those q tips. <laughs> uh. so yeah it's it it cracks me up when this I'm I'm glad these supercuts have become a thing in the last few years because they're always played back with like a um usually they they come back with uh, with some distance. And you can see how wrong people were in some of that stuff. So but and like and like I said earlier, you know, I think a lot of what we're talking about will get proven right on, but it may take five or ten or fifteen or twenty years. But
1: yeah. And by then, if the world, if the who world knows what'll be going on? Then. Yeah. <laughs> who knows what will be going on by then? Well, I'll be speaking Chinese. <laughs> <What> was <that? laughs> I think Alex, Alex Jones if <laughs> we're talking about Warren Button with the, uh, Warren, uh, Warren Button. Warren Buffett. The curious, warm, warm warm button. Button. <laughs> the curious Case of Warm Button. Curious Case of Warm Button. No, uh, <laughs> Alex is talking about Warren Buffett always having the ice cream cone. Like It's like, if if Hitler had a pink uniform and an ice cream cone, we'd all be speaking German right now. It's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, I, I was looking for that uh, link uh, to the Texas Fauci. Um, Fauci, not sure. What was the headline on that? I'll oh, Google it. You sent it to me, but it's – I've lost it somehow.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. It's in its in one of my other uh, – where's my giant list of links? Fauci. Uh, it's, it's the very first link in that one. Fauci's not sure why Texas doesn't have COVID uptick.
1: Okay. Ah, got it. Okay, yeah. So this is New York Post. Yeah, Fauci, unsure why Texas doesn't have COVID uptick after nixing masks.
2: He's he's yeah I love some of his comments in that article because he is um he's the the expert and, and he keeps trying to hedge. He'll be like, well, you know, usually it takes a few weeks, so if we wait a few more weeks, maybe some people will die, and then I can be correct.
1: Oh yeah, he does that all the time. the The, the yeah. mayor, or not the mayor, <laughs> the governor of South Dakota, Kristi uh, Noem, was in her uh, CPAC speech was saying. Fauci said they'd have ten thousand dead on their worst day or whatever they never had more than 500 or whatever she said
2: well and they tried to blame it on this the the Sturgis rally that was in was that August September they tried to blame remember there was some extrapolation where they they estimate 500,000 cases are due to that because someone just said logically if you have 100,000 people here and you know they played the six degrees of, of delicious bacon where they um they said, if this person goes by two people and they go by two people, they just extrapolated, you know, exponentially on that one. And so they said, clearly 500,000 people are sick because uh, the governor of South Dakota did not shut down um, the Sturgis, you know, motorcycle rally. I'm like, great. <laughs> just, yeah, use those numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, this one in Texas. So, Texas, what, a couple weeks ago, they're like, fuck it. Take the mask off. Do what you want. And the thing is, they didn't say you don't have to wear a mask. They said there's no state mandate. If, if independent or in, if individual... Um, municipalities or corporations or organizations want to still require masks, they can, but it's not required statewide. And so, but of course, that's getting reported as no one in Texas is wearing a mask. And then you got Fauci coming out and saying, because it's been what, like uh, six weeks or something since then?
1: It's something Dr. Anthony Fauci can't quite explain. I'm not really quite sure, he told MSNBC this week. It could be they're doing things outdoors. Daily cases in Texas hovered above seven thousand in early March when Governor Greg Abbott lifted the state's mask rules, leaving it up to individuals and organizations to make their own decisions. Which is never something you want to do. You want to have the state dictate all that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't
2: be in charge of my own life. Someone tell me what to do, quick. <laughs> yeah. please. I'm going to go do something. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do. You. But I, I need information, people. What's going on
1: here? I can't make my own decisions. <laughs>
2: I'm not competent to make my own decisions. I'm not <laughs> qualified.
1: Uh, thank God, bless the state. Um. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, and then you, yeah. You so you are. You said uh, he did his typical thing of, well, in a few weeks it's going to get bad because of this, um, which he's been doing ever since the original two weeks which was, which was to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we are going to overwhelm the hospitals, which never happened. No, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know people that work at hospitals and, uh, you know, this is actually an interesting piece of anecdotal evidence. Um, in Ohio, my, my, my grandpa got a uh, spinal surgery and it ended up cause he's a golfer. So he threw a disc and they were, it was just like going to be a basic spinal surgery and it oh, got disc
2: golf. Gotcha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes uh and they 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 bought something went wrong they botched the the spinal surgery and he oh god is having to he he was like paralyzed uh couldn't Shit. couldn't leave couldn't walk couldn't move his arms or legs because they just hit it they fucked up a nerve or something and uh so he he was had no symptoms of covid but he tested positive for covid so they had to uh-huh. keep him in the covid wing and nobody, sure. yeah, with a PCR, I'm sure it was a PCR test. And so this COVID wing was was full and it was being reported in the news at this hospital that the COVID wing was full and he was boots on the ground in the hospital saying like, none of these people have COVID symptoms. <laughs> they just all have to be in the COVID wing because they tested positive on the PCR. Yep. Crank those cycles high enough and everyone tests positive. Exactly. So yeah, that. An, that's an anecdote for you. Um, so yeah, no, I, I believe it. I think I think that's the same reason we're seeing we we suddenly
2: immediately saw cases go down when when Biden got into office because they just because it was the same time that um, was it the CDC or somebody else came out and said WHO you
1: know, I think said
2: d- uh, WHO said don't do more than like twenty seven cycles or something
1: yeah as so everyone turned that it down and like, wasn't that announcement on. Yeah, that announcement was came on Inauguration Day, if I'm not mistaken. It
2: was either on the day or like that same week, but they were just like, yep, turn that down. Look at that. Amazing.
1: Wow. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Uh, yeah, this is a short, are all New York Post articles this short? It's like two paragraphs. No, I don't know. I don't think so.
2: But people have short attention span, so. Yeah. No, that one just, I mean, that's, that's Fauci just hedging. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They they should be dead. Why aren't they dead? Make <laughs> them dead. So I'm right. Yeah. And then uh, he basically says, you know, usually we have to wait a few weeks, but uh, it's been a few weeks. So let's wait a few more weeks longer and then we'll check back knowing, of course, the people won't come back. They'll be on some other story. And so he'll still be right.
1: Yeah. And uh, the article wraps with President Biden has slammed the decision to ease the state's mask mandate as, quote unquote, Neanderthal thinking. Which uh, yeah. Neanderthal thinking is a link, I guess, if you click that. Ah, it takes you to Biden slams uh mask Texas for lifting COVID mask order and amid vaccine optimism. Yeah, um now I only want Biden
2: to tell us what his his son thinks, because he's the smartest person he knows.
1: <laughs> now uh th- there were some there were a couple quality memes that came out around that uh, Biden comment. Uh, I think um the best one I saw was the the Geico. Commercials with the, so easy a caveman could do it, and the caveman yeah, is yeah. walking past a uh TV and he sees Biden on TV saying Neanderthal thinking and he looks all sad. Very sad. I remember when those um
2: those those commercials, that was almost twenty years ago or something where they were doing that Neanderthal thing and that, that was their or the caveman thing, but that was their gag was that the cavemen walking around were getting upset. So they just yeah, easy to relive that one.
1: Now if, I think it might have been TBS. It sounds about right. Some some network like that. Do you remember them launching an entire TV show? A, I a remember sitcom? that there,
2: there there was a sitcom, but I, you know, that was uh, back in the days of like I wasn't even watching TV back then. So
1: yeah, I didn't watch it. I think it got canceled after maybe two episodes, but it was, it was like let's it immediately. Yeah, let's make a let's make a whole show about the Geico Caveman, starring the Geico Caveman.
2: During the Geico and cave, cave, though I think one of the—if th- I recall—now I'm thinking about this. Holy shit! I think one of the things was they actually recast, so like none of the guys who were in the commercials, which was the whole the whole point of them being popular, was they had these same actors playing the cavemen, mm-hmm. and none of them were in the TV show.
1: Yeah, it's just, yeah, these network executives. What are you going to do? Um, t- so you- take their money and buy a new yacht. <laughs> uh, so you, yeah, you, uh. You got a you got a bunch uh, you got a bunch more links. Is there anything in particular you wanted to uh, any any COVID shenanigans in particular we need to? I
2: think the only thing we really need to talk about today, because it came out today, was this this weird pushback on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. There was an announcement today, and then a whole bunch of government officials all stood up and said they were canceling the rollout of it.
1: Mm, um, yes, it, because it six people odd. got blood clots or whatever.
2: Yes, and so that's that's kind of what I was thinking of was. There's been a huge number of anti-Johnson and Johnson uh, stories in the last, like, week. And I think I I was sending some of those to you. Like, we're just getting – here's af- one after another. Boom, 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 boom. All just, like, anti johnson Johnson. And then about half of them positively mentioning, but, you know, the Pfizer and Moderna one are great. Just don't get Johnson and & Johnson. And I was like, what kind of, like um like – crappy marketing scheme is this and then today this like weird stance where where they come out and they say not only did it like start with like early rumors like there's rumors they're gonna they're gonna shut it down then like two hours later like this is a giant press conference with all these government officials like running around and not knowing what to do and and then you start reading into it and like 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 you said there's six people who had this like blood clot thing and they're like shut it down i'm like but aren't there like tens of thousands of people who have had adverse reactions to the other ones but like oh that's statistically insignificant it doesn't matter it's just weird yeah it's so I, I don't know but because that was news today this is uh when we're recording this on the 13th um so it'll be interesting to see in a couple of days how that shakes out but it's it's just weird the drastic difference in reaction to uh you know the reports of problems with with one set is great it's fine don't worry about it with reports of problems with this other one, it was like we need to take immediate action. And then people, like during the press conference, were trying to bring up the AstraZeneca one in Europe, which has been for weeks. You've been hearing similar stories about people having issues with that, when in bad reactions. And they're like, "Shut up! No, no, we're not talking about that."
1: Yeah, they banned AstraZeneca in uh, several European countries, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I got your zero hedge uh, article you sent me. Pulled up. U.S. calls for pause on Johnson and Johnson vaccine due to bl- deadly blood clots. But yeah, it seems like. Um, and they've been following this on no agenda for some time. The the pharma wars, essentially, it seems like Pfizer and Moderna are the are the winners in this whole thing. And it's kind of concerning to me that the mRNA is the ones that are like the ones we're supposed to take the good ones.
2: Yeah, especially uh, since the, the Johnson Johnson was an adenovirus uh, uh, treatment. I don't think any of them technically are vaccines, but an adenovirus treatment that was um, like closer to just something we've dealt with in the past. It's not an unheard of like brand new treatment method sort of thing. And so that's the one that be like oh well if nothing else I'll get that one cuz it's 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 kind of something we've dealt with in the you know we've we've we we know about, we've used. These other ones are wholly unknown. But like yeah, there's like this huge, huge push for shut shut down anything that's not this mRNA stuff. So yeah. It, it, the only thing I can figure is that I don't know it sounds like Pfizer and Moderna at this point at least for this, this current story are kind of working together. I'm like, well, if nothing else, let's take out our number one competitor and then we'll fight amongst ourselves because it's the, what the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing or whatever.
1: Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think you're right. It's, I don't know. I um am not planning on like getting any of these, but I, so are you saying that, did you say that Johnson and Johnson isn't a traditional vaccine either? It doesn't have the attenuated virus or?
2: It's Yeah, it's not It's not the, the, the standard vaccine where they just take a weakened version of whatever virus you're treating for and you inject that and you let the body kind of like, oh, look at this thing. We're going to fuck it up. Um, it uses an adenovirus vector, which is a, a – it basically takes a different kind of virus, which is good at – or different kind of viral mechanism, I guess, which is good at, at working its way through the body and you kind of – Give it information about what this other virus looks like. So if it sees that, whereas the mRNA one is like we're just writing code straight into your body to like train it on things. I'm just like this is it's all weird shit. So yeah, but it it is an adenovirus. It's a different mechanism than the mRNA one, and the adenovirus one is not. This is not the first one. It's not like wholly brand new. Just based on this, it's um, uh, it's something that's been used for 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 decades for various treatments. And all I can tell you is that. This is bad.
1: <laughs> I, uh, Thanks, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah breaking news. Uh, no. So then then there is no COVID-19 vaccine th- th- that is a traditional vaccine that contains the actual SARS-CoV-2.
2: I think there's one in China. That I've heard that because t- mm. wasn't it um, someone saying, I don't know if it was no gender or somebody, but said there's like a 100 different um, uh, different potential treatments coming from China. All these different companies working on. It. I think one of them has claimed that it is a traditional virus or virus, <laughs> a, <Hey. laughs> a, a, a traditional um, uh, viral treatment of like where they take a weakened version of it and just let your body fight it off. Um, mm, okay. but I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah, see. so I get what what bugs me about all of these is that even though we're, you know, almost a year later. So these these vaccines didn't have vaccines. These viral treatments didn't start rolling out until uh, late last fall, you know, like nine months after this became a widespread thing. Um, but if you read up on the history of any of them, they were all like in development like last, like April or May. So like they immediately started cooking these things up. And you're like, wait, if if if, if treatments like this normally take years to develop, even in the lab before they even do long-term studies, how did you crank these out so quickly?
1: Because they like money. Oh, I, well, the, I like money. I, I like the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like money, though. So this makes me think that since none except for maybe one Chinese vaccine actually contained the virus, it, it kind of lends credence to what David Icke was telling me about when he was on my show, that they just haven't. They, well he he goes as far as to say that SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist it's made up but like they have apparently haven't been able to isolate this virus under a mic under an electron microscope i've heard and-
2: similar things where like if when you when you do like a full break i'm going to use the wrong terms here but when you do a full breakdown of something like this it's like tens of thousands of these base pairs to line it up and they only have like 400 of them for this arguably for this virus right now so there's like there's nowhere near enough information it's yeah. like you have like one letter from the alphabet. You're like, here's your whole alphabet. It says G. Like,
1: well, where's the rest of it?
2: <laughs> no, it's there.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. So. So I, th- I think you're, you're correct in that. And that, that might be there's, why there's they,
2: nowhere near enough information for this to be to, to make sense to someone who's thinking about it.
1: Right. And that might be why the. The vac- none of the vaccines actually contain the attenuated virus is because the virus flat out doesn't exist. Um now, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say that definitively, obviously, but it, that kind of is where my head is at at this point. Um, Ike made a good analogy, kind of like the alphabet thing you just laid out. Ike was like, he said it's basically like finding a piece of an animal's horn and a little bit of a, a tail and saying like, ah, oh, we have, we found a unicorn. And, uh, he was saying they, they put, they just basically plug in, um, kind of like they do with, for cl- climate change project- projections, they just plug in, little bits of uh, code into a computer. And that's how they discovered SARS-CoV-2.
2: Which was explained perfectly in cartoon form in Jurassic Park. Remember that? Oh, yes.
1: Yes. When they, yeah, they we get take the- take
2: dino DNA and fill in the blanks with this other shit. There's some gay frogs in here. Look at that.
1: <laughs> oh, it's,
2: <laughs> uh, it's They're doing the same thing. They're just filling in the blanks. And they I don't know. Try this. Does it work? I don't know. Sell it. Billions. Yay. So, I mean, I'm not going to go as far, like you said, I'm not going to go as far to say this doesn't exist. It's not a thing. I think there absolutely is a a very nasty respiratory infection that is based heavily on a traditional flu. It's very similar to that. Um, other sort of respiratory syndromes we've seen come out, you know, MERS and SARS and all these things have been around for years that I think came from the lab in Wuhan, China, because it's weird. They're going to go investigate that. After being after being told for months they can't investigate it, they're finally allowed to investigate it, but they're not allowed to go into the lab. They're not allowed to talk to anybody. They have to stay in their hotel in Wuhan. Um, uh, so I, th- I think that's where it came from. I think it got out, and China was just like, shit! Fuck it! You know, and it's 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 caused nothing but problems, and of course they shut down the entire planet for something that even objectively affects like what less than one tenth of 1% of the population and people who are, there are people who are susceptible to it, who have um, uh, you know, asthma or allergies to things or those who are older and have comorbidities and it seems to affect them greatly. And then you have like your average eight year old is unaffected in any way, shape or form, but Hey, let's, let's shut down the world economy because this is a good opportunity to get rid of Trump. And I, I think legitimately, I think that's what, what happened. <clears throat> And now yeah. they're they're scrambling because they're like, hey, success! We got rid of them. Now we do. I don't know. Let's keep us going. We're making money hand over fist, and this is great.
1: So you think if if Hillary had gotten in, there wouldn't have been a a global shutdown or or a virus released from Wuhan or?
2: I hard to say, but I would I I think that's probably more in lines with with the larger globalist thinking that if that if that sort of I mean I I guess I hadn't thought about that, but if. If it, if it was Hillary, uh, was, was madam president and everything was going swimmingly for the, the, the globalist, um, uh, empire being built up, um, I think if, if when this thing got out in, in Wuhan, it would have been similar to what we heard over a year ago, where stories of, of nasty flu come out of China, but oh uh, yeah, and off we go. And by mid spring, no one cares anymore because we're on to the next thing. Yeah. Because if, 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 if you recall, that's what happened for, um, SARS and was it SARS in 2009? No, that was swine flu, H1N1 in 2009. I remember to talk about that one, like the pandemic could come here and kill everybody. And we were like, okay. And then like six weeks later, you're like, never mind. <laughs> but that one killed yeah. like, or I guess infected. I think they said infected something like 60 million people in the US alone, some number like that. But you, you, know, you don't even remember it because we were like, really? Did it?
1: I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's, if the media, I mean, with the with COVID nineteen, I think the same thing. Like, if the media hadn't had been talking about that and only that for the last year, people would probably not even know it exists.
2: Yeah, here we go. From so this is from the uh, National Institutes for Health, um, NIH National Library of Medicine. Uh, I have this bookmarked uh, from. Twelfth April two thousand nine to ten April two thousand ten, so just shy of a year. We estimate that approximately sixty point eight million cases, two hundred and seventy four thousand hospitalizations, and twelve thousand deaths occurred in the United States due to H one N one. Sixty million cases, and,
1: wh- and, you and, and, even and remember and it. And how many deaths in in how long of a period of time was this?
2: That was one year, so uh, April two thousand nine to April two thousand ten. One year, sixty million cases, twelve thousand deaths, which is a very low number, of course, but um and that's the different thing that we're seeing with, with the SARS CoV two, whatever you want to call it, um, is that it's much more it it has a much higher what's the the term, the the from infection to death, there's a there's a term for that uh vector or whatever it's called.
1: It it seems like it spreads really I, fast, I, I2R, but it doesn't really I2R. affect many people.
2: It's yeah, it's very viral in the sense it spreads very quickly. Um uh, most like people, the pneuma Pneuma guy. Numa <laughs> Pneuma. <Pneuma-Pneuma. laughs> Um, but it, it doesn't, um, uh, it, 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 there are people who are, who are affected. It's got a higher, a much higher percentage than a normal type of virus. Like if you think about that one that was 60 million and 12,000 deaths. That's what two thousandths of a single percent or something crazy like that. Um, whereas this one, I think we see with SARS-CoV-2, it does have a much higher actual infection, like legit infection, um, and death rate. But even though numbers are like less than one tenth of 1%. Um, and, and the thing that bothers me is, is if you think about it, and I don't remember which book this was, I read years ago, but they talked about how, um, when people come down with even something like Ebola and you think about any major infection, the first symptoms you get are you have like a fever and um and you're sweating and, you know, it's like that's your body's standard response to everything. It's like it's I'm going to burn off this and you sleep a lot sort of thing. I'm going to burn off this uh this infection, whatever it is, could be the cold, could be the flu, could be Ebola. That's the first reaction is you go into like this crazy high fever mode. But if you also think about it. You can like work yourself up into a fever just based on, you know, your own like nerves and being paranoid about something or being upset about something. You can work yourself up into that. So there's enough people out there that are like hypochondriacs that early on in this, they hear about this thing. These people who are freaking out, the same people who are wearing masks by themselves in their cars, um, you can work yourself up into like a fever and you can go to the hospital and early on, they didn't know. So they're like, I don't know, run the PCR process 150 times. Well, look, he's got it. Get him, you know, and it's (laughs) yeah. I think like a huge number of those were just like false positives that didn't exist. So in that sense, this doesn't exist. It's not a thing, but that's where they got. And early on, remember they were t- all the numbers they were using were cases, 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 cases. Mm-hmm. And people would get pissed when I would, when they would talk about that. And I kept repeating that word. They would be like, you know, reading on their phones, stand there at lunch or something, reading on their phones, 12,000 cases last week. And I'd go, cases. And they're like, what? And they got pissed at me and like, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, how many of those people are like right now? In the hospital, because the the mental image the news wants to give you is when you say like twelve thousand cases last week, your mental image is, and you immediately go there that 12,000 there are twelve thousand people on ventilators in the hospital, right. and it's absolutely not true. Like you're saying, you have people who like work in medical, and you're like, there ain't no one in here. What the hell? And your grandfather was like, what the hell? There's no one in here doing that.
1: Yeah. Um, and we and how? This is something Tim Dillon, who I love, has harped on for a while now. It's like the the dancing. TikTok nurses from oh, God, all over yeah, the yeah. country. And it's like empty hallways, empty hospitals, dancing, elaborate, sometimes not so elaborate, shitty dances. And it's like, you guys are, it's, I don't, it just blows my mind. I don't even know what to say about it other than what the hell's going on. What the hell is this?
2: Well, and there was that, uh, there was one, a meme floating around the other day. I'm trying to remember what the number was on it, but it said something like they estimate there were 200,000 undiagnosed cancer uh cases in from the last like year and a half or something like that. Um and oh, then, like, I believe the it. comment of like and then they're like but you know but hey that those TikTok dances were great. So all these doctors are uh all can't hear here it is I found it. 13 million cancer scans missed in 2020, I assume that's worldwide. Um 13 million scans missed, but the dance routines were awesome. Because yeah, over, <laughs> like hey, if you guys are so um so busy right now so we got to flatten the curve don't overwhelm the hospitals and yet we keep seeing over and over and over you're out there dancing it up i got an idea
4: you know these people are the crazy
2: off. they are crazy trump <laughs>
0: yeah. uh let's be nice
4: I,
1: yeah i'm sure nurses are good people but i wouldn't want to be associated or hang out with them
0: i
2: will say just in since you mentioned nurses and i have that same reaction um Nurses and teachers are the two who I think are going to come out healthcare workers in general, but also nurses and but nurses and teachers are the two like professions that if nothing else, I think they're going to get knocked down a peg or two because this constant like hero status shit and all that and like, but, but I don't want to go to work. And I've mentioned this several times. Yeah, that, we need to
1: abolish know, teachers.
2: Yeah, well, we need to abolish teachers unions. What we need to abolish. Yeah, Um. But I mentioned several times in OBDM recently that, like, I found out for my sister-in-law that my nephew, my so my niece and nephew, like, they their schools opened back up in, shoot, I don't know when it was. I think it was in the fall. I think they went back to school, kind of regular. But my nephew um, immediately got sent back home because they did not have enough teachers who would agree to come in to teach the classes. But the district could say, like, we can have, like, one fifth grade teacher teach, like, you know five classes worth of kids. So 150 kids are like learning on zoom from one teacher. Yeah, right. I'm sure that's great. Um, but they, they couldn't get enough teachers to come in physically so they could have the kids in the classes. And I was like, wait, so these are the same people who are like complaining about not getting paid enough and they don't feel safe and all this, but yet they won't show up for work. I was like, why don't you fire them? Because I'm sure you can find other people who, who need the job. So it was just like, so there's, there's kids out there. There's all these kids who are not in school right now simply because teachers won't show up. And that's that's in that you know that's like you said that's earlier and that's that's one anecdote. So yeah, extrapolate that how you will, but I don't think right. that's uncommon. So no, definitely not. It, it it bothers me that you have people who are like throwing future generations under the bus, no pun intended, under the yellow school bus, um, <laughs> because they 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 literally don't want to go to work. And I think a lot of them, like we were talking about earlier, with you know IT people who are like in, in my company anyway. The entire IT building is freaking empty. There's like no one in there. And it's, it's like a three story building. It's just jam full of IT folks. But um, I'm pretty sure they've been on vacation for a year. So I think these teachers are just like, hey, look, I get paid and I don't have to do crap. And even if I am teaching on Zoom, I'm teaching two or three hours a day and I'm half assing it using someone else's curriculum because I didn't design my curriculum to teach online. So what do I care? It's great. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's there's a huge number of people who want this to continue because I can they day drink. and <laughs> Yeah, for, exactly. On, on the computer yeah i go to work wearing basketball shorts and an old sweatshirt and i can day drink in my meetings and it's it's fantastic you know it's like there's a large number of people who i think legitimately enjoy that
1: yeah well, I, I go to work when you can all- go out on the lake man come on now
2: and i
5: just wish i had time i'd get on one of those boats
1: exactly <laughs> record
2: deepness um <laughs> i uh I, I think there's but there's a lot of people who uh, who enjoy this this past year, and I look forward to them all being unemployed at some point if there's any justice in the world. But there probably won't be, and they'll probably all get promoted, and they'll be my new boss.
1: So. <laughs> that's how it usually works. Yep, it is how it usually works. Well, um, I think I think we I think we I think we had a good COVID talk, and um, if you were yeah, listening,
2: we've run this into the ground.
1: Yeah, <laughs> beat that horse to death. Um, if you were listening live, thanks for bearing with the technological differences. We
2: seem to be experimenting some technological differences. And uh, says tech tech technolo- <laughs> Uh,
1: got too many, got too <laughs> many idiocracy isos here. technological Why well, you keep trying to read that word? You a fag? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out. And, uh. Yeah, it was good. People can check you out on OBDM tomorrow at seven and every Wednesday at seven Eastern and noon on Saturdays our
2: big dumb OBDM pod.com. Um, I'm sure Mike would like me to tell you to go to Patreon, find OBDM, give them a bunch of money. I don't see a dime of it. All goes to Mike who dumps it all into the show. Um, sometimes he puts up a new picture of some famous person behind him. I think it's David Hasselhoff or Kirk or somebody. I don't remember who it is up there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Wednesdays yes. 7 p.m. Eastern, we're live, and Saturdays 12 noon Eastern, we're live
1: on the YouTube and the Twitch, and uh, yes, it's the YouTube, a great show. Twitch,
2: the the D Live, the um, the Float dot app. We've tried that a few times. Um, yeah, it's kind of wherever we, wherever. We, YouTube, I think, is where most of the action is for the live shows, but it's also there's an RSS feed, which is always the preferred way to get it because you never know when these awesome streaming services full of blue-haired woke 23-year-olds who are now medical experts. Uh, we didn't talk about that yet, but woof, there's people making decisions on on medical news and there's it's somebody with no training or or background in that. So that's great. Um but yeah, those services may get shut down, so RSS is the way to go.
1: Yeah, I always I actually had been listening like I said I found it like uh maybe October 2020 I found the show on the stream and I I was only listening to the audio until recently finally started watching on the on the youtubes and whatnot but yeah you guys you guys do a great show mike's awesome and uh and yeah i guess i'll be i guess uh i'll talk to joe at some point and it'll be a it'll be a whole trifecta but yeah, we we'll have to
2: get Joe on. I was I was I was even thinking like we could have him on uh on this show 'cause he, he turn that guy, put a quarter in that guy, turn him loose, and you get like thirty minutes of just unhinged, well researched <laughs> and well like well spoken ranting. But he he goes from like zero to sixty immediately. And sometimes it's uh it can be a bit much, but uh I, I think we we miss his rants, we miss his politically focused rants on OBDM, but um he was doing a lot of life stuff. He he was down in Mexico for a while um, and mm-hmm. he was traveling around, so was he didn't have great connections. Speaking of connection problems, um, and so it, so he's been kind of on a, on hiatus. On hiatus, but
1: uh, um, it sounds like he's coming back at some point, though.
2: Yeah, he's welcome back at any point. So at some at some point, Joe will Joe's just, just show up again, and he's he's welcome back. And we 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 do dearly miss him on the on the shows, but uh, he's doing other stuff right now.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, thanks, man, and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. I know um, we've we've got uh, we got we 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 got some irons, uh, some some kinks to iron out uh, as far as voice meter goes. But uh, hey, what well, you live and learn. This it's has been
2: uh, these these computers. They just keep getting crazier and crazier. I tell you, <laughs>
1: I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> This, is, uh, this has been, uh, it's been abs in a six pack, and uh, thanks for listening.
5: Abs in a six pack.
1: A B S N A six the number P A C K dot com.
0: <laughs> oh God! Well, dummies, you just wasted another amount of your non precious time listening to abs in a six pack. When are you gonna stop? You know, there's very few of you, if, you, if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person, actually, listening to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition. By the way, he asked me to do this, the head moron who makes the show. <laughs> huh? The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate that you're a bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs in a six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right.
4: <laughs> this is Master Shake. Do something with your lives.